Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring. So it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions. excited to have another guest with me today who is James Yay! or Yamit Yamit yeah my online persona that is his online persona so yeah he, he's James but then we always I call him Yamis and I guess just to give a bit of context about you know how we met and who he is like we work in the same company we both started in the graduate program and then it was weird because I don't think I was friends with you in the beginning was I you were just there no. And I was in my own world. I, I think that I had this chat with Olivia as well. Like, we weren't friends in the beginning. <laughs> we were just like little floaters. And then I think like, yeah, we just started. It was the, it basically, it was the volunteering program where we, James and I went to Bali and like, uh, we were meant to go as a group with like all the other people, but then they all bailed. And then I was like, who's this random guy? Like, I don't know who he is. And we were, we were going half across the world to volunteer. But then after that, we came back really, really good friends. And then, you know, we had a little like um cammy me james and like olivia like we just hung out and stuff and then i think that's when we got to know each other and stuff and james has been there since day one from like the podcasting journey as well like he's always been there like you, you've you've seen it from the beginning haven't you but yeah i'm so excited to have you here and just to kind of get to kind of share you and your story with the wider world as well so welcome welcome again james or yamis Thanks so much, Minx. It's wonderful <laughs> to be here. Impart yeah. some knowledge to all your listeners. Exactly, yes. For people that don't know you, maybe do you want to start off with your name, age and occupation and uh, to kind of start off? Sure. So I'm James Buchanan, Yamez, uh, 26 years old. I'm a customer success manager at Salesforce. Um, so that basically means I help our customers get the, get the most value out of their investment in Salesforce. It's uh, kind of like half consultant half agony on type job it's so funny because i've had like you cami victoria and amika and it's interesting how every single one of you like explain the same job in like different uh, words and adjectives and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's one of those well you, you tell people you're a customer success manager and they just laugh at you because it sounds so ridiculous <laughs> but it kind of it kind of is what it is like it, it, me and the rest of the Salesforce team tries to make them successful, whatever whatever that means to them, and by any way they need it. I think it's a good term because it's a big umbrella, so you can fit anything in success, can't you? So it's like yeah, you're a hybrid. I basically do whatever they want me to, as long as it makes them happy, which sounds really questionable, but but I promise you it's not. And you get paid for it as well, don't you, Yamas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get paid for it to deal with all these testy customers. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so obviously that's what you do for your day job and and that's what pays your bills and stuff. But I guess really to understand you as an individual, like like I mentioned on the email, it's all about like understanding your ordinary tales and you know how you grew up and stuff. So my first question to you, Yamas, is actually understanding like, you know, what really drives you as an individual and what would you say like your key motivations are in like everything that you do in your life? Cool. Um, yeah, so I think I'm the first like, probably you're, you're the first podcast where it's taking you whatever episode I end up being like 15 to have a cis white male on. Like, I'm your... <laughs> 
You're the second one. I've done it with Simo. Oh, as the well. second. Yeah. Have you done it with Simo? Okay. It's so good. Yeah. I'm your like archetypal white privileged middle class man, <laughs> um, born born and raised in beautiful Surrey. Um, so I think what probably what drives me is to like give my future kids what I've had. I think that's it. Um, like on on a day to day level, the the reason I go to work and the reason I try and accumulate as much wealth as possible is because that i've i've been so lucky and i want my kids to be as lucky as me um and i'm not you you know me i'm not particularly like passionate about my day job i'm a bit of a you know anti-corporation kind of guy so i'm I'm sucking it up and working for the man to to get so they pay me every month so that i can uh put money away and give it to my children my little babies oh i love the honesty I mean, this is you. Like, if you know Yamis, like, he doesn't have a filter. <laughs> I feel like, I think it was Loza that said it once. It's like, with you, it's like, your humour is like, you either get it or you don't. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah, we, yeah. The, we get it category, so. <laughs> before before we started recording, Meek said, just be yourself. And my mum, Loza, Lorraine, when she dropped me off at uni the first time, she said, don't be yourself. So it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> did you go through some sort of crisis it's like who am i <laughs> do i be myself or do i not <laughs> no at that point in time i couldn't i couldn't do anything but be myself as, as weird as it was i think i think i moonied my parents out the window of the flat as they drove <laughs> away and i think at that point my my flatmates were like who is this guy but my mum was like he'll be all right <laughs> i love that that is so you isn't it <laughs> you just had to like throw that in there but like i guess it's an interesting way because you I love how you said that, you know, everything that you're doing is for your future kids. And I guess this comes from, you mentioned that it comes from the the life that you had as well and how privileged you and lucky you feel from the life that you had. And would you like, would you say like your family has kind of made you realize that in a way, like if you hadn't had the experience, you wouldn't want the same for your kids. Right. So would you say like, you know, that was a big factor for your chemo in a way? Yeah, like my, my parents gave me gave me everything and I'm I can't come on here and pretend to have like any chip, any personal things I've had to overcome. Well, I've had to overcome things within my myself, but like that's the same with every human. But in terms of life now, my, my parents gave me everything. So it's not a like a kid overcomes X to become successful. It's kid has tries his best not to uh, mess up the massive advantage he has and and just continue to be better i think that's it like everyone wants to be better than their parents so for me that's really really hard because uh, shout out loza and dave they're, they're pretty wonderful so i mean yeah i mean i got to know like them as well and i and i do agree with that uh, so david james's dad actually interviewed me for my job so i've got nothing but but good things to say about db <laughs> everyone's db fan i know that there's a lot of people in db fan club so you've got you've got a high standard to to kind of exceed to be fair don't you <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard <laughs> at work everyone loves my dad and and when i was growing up kids would be like i prefer your mum to you so i think i think that says a lot i've got some very cool parents yeah exactly and i love that because I guess like going back to what you said around as well, like you, you, you actually acknowledge the fact that everything that you've done, everything that they've done for you. And as a result, like you've got kind of like a high expectation and you do want to 
follow their footsteps but at the same time like kind of like carry on that legacy piece right um so I guess like I just had a quick question in terms of you you did mention that you want to kind of pass on what you learned but is there some things that you don't want to pass on in a way right to your kids because I think like from my own personal point of view like as much as I love my mom and dad like I think it's just like an evolution thing right where um there are good traits that you want to pass on and traits that you might want to leave behind but I guess like looking at our generation and I guess we are kind of paving the way for the next generation is there something that you're like actually I want to do that different to my kids I I, th- I think it's I didn't want to be one of those kids that only has everything he does because of his parents it's is with my parent a bit like they've given me the platform and I build on it I think it's somehow I want to do the same thing for my kids in that they they come out of me being not being like oh daddy sorted me out mm. I'm gonna be fine in, t- in terms of being different honestly no, I, they're gonna listen to this so I can't call them out but honestly there's not I don't think there's any one thing I do differently because because I turned out all right. I think at, the only thing is I'm I'm a, the first child and every first child like you'll you'll know they'll say like the second child always got it it was always got it easier. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I have, if I'm if I'm lucky enough to have two kids, I'm gonna make sure that there's there's no the, the first kid has it tough, but the second kid I'm gonna I'm gonna rinse them. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna struggle. Yeah, I think that's easier said than done though, right? Because I'm sure our parents, I mean, I'm a first child, like Cammy's a first child as well. Like we kind of understand. I mean, I do think that we're the favorites as well, because if I look at my, um, you know, old pictures and videos, my mom and dad recorded every step of everything that I did. And then my brothers is like, we've seen that before anyway. So it's interesting because I'm, I'm sure they didn't do it on purpose. And you're saying at the moment that you're going to treat them the same, but I can guarantee you that your first child's going to. Oh yeah, yeah. Like talking, talking, talking to our, our friend Rebecca, who's just had her first one. Yeah, baby is, Theo. Yeah, baby Theo, beautiful. Like we had a we had a team wine tasting yesterday, mm. and she she's got Theo, and she's and I said, oh, are you trying the wine? She said, no, no, no. My my husband Rico's having the baby. Um, it, the the hour afterwards. So, mm. but but for the, even though she was just looking after him for an hour, she's like, I'm not going to have have any alcohol so i think by the time you have your second the first one will have driven you to wine anyway so you'll be like no no (laughs) i think you're right like the the first one you're you're probably so nervous and you're worried about it you do kind of you and then by the time the second one comes you've you've done it all before so you're a little bit more relaxed and similar to like work isn't it you do something you you learn something you're at work and you're nervous the first few times you do it and then afterwards you, you couldn't care any less you just mm. just part of your day today yeah I think it's like everything in life right like with everything that you do like it's always hard in the beginning but then after after a while you kind of adapt with whatever life gives it you in a way right but yeah I love that and I think it's so interesting because going back to my key question around what drives you you went straight in there you were like it's for my future kids which is like <laughs> so like forward looking and like I, I I I get that as well because like from a motivation point of view that is what we're doing everything we're doing for right and I think I used to say this before as well it's like everything that I do in my life is for my past family and my future family and I think that still kind of is true and I think that is something that you've kind of touched on as well it's like yes it's for my parents for everything that they did but also it's for my future family right I want to be you know financially stable and all these kind of things and I mean something that you said around you know 
I am anti-corporation. <laughs> and that's kind of ironic considering that, you know, we're in the most corporate kind of comp- like, you know, place that we can be. Why did you say that? Like, what, what, what about the corporate world actually <laughs> without being too, well, like, yeah. detailed? <laughs> I think you're right, like, because it's all about the cash, isn't it? Like, to be secure, you've got to have the cash. Um, so to support my kids, I've got to have the cash. Where's the cash? It's with the, the big corporations. I won't get paid the same amount of money. I'm very lucky to be paid today doing the same job for, like, a small company or a charity or, or whatever, even though, like, for my soul, working for a charity would be better. Mm. Um, you've got to suck it up. But obviously, I, when I'm anti-corporation, I, I see a lot of what the the really big corporations like Facebook and Google and, and Twitter are, are driving in terms of um, the money they pay to politicians to change the rules. The the way we think about the Great Hack, the documentary you've seen the Great Hack, where Facebook, a, a, an like a an unelected uh, corporation that you can't hold to account, is is influencing the way that people vote on a very subliminal level. Oh, yeah. um, and although the way I justify a Salesforce is like we we just the way we collect data and the way that we influence people is just to get them to buy different things, mm-hmm. which I don't mind. Like I don't mind getting a smart ad to buy something because normally like it's pretty good, and I might want to buy a thing I don't have to buy a thing. But I think the barrier is breaking down now where. Facebook is richer than most countries and Facebook is having such an impact on democracies and it's it's not great. Mm. And also they've got all this money. Like I'm I'm a big kind of ethical socialist. Like you take the money out of the companies and the rich people and, and you redistribute it, which is why I'm so lucky to work at Salesforce. Like we do a lot of it's not perfect, but we do a lot of giving two causes so we do a lot of corporate philanthropy so we take that money out and we give it to the to the people who need it but i think i saw some stat which was jeff bezos is worth x trillion quid you could cut his wealth in half and you could like cure you could end world hunger you could put uh, like proper 4g communications in every country in the world and he'd still have more money than he could ever do like so, so for me, just trying to get a little bit of money for my kids is quite is <laughs> is fine. I'll suck it up. Yeah, I love that, and I think it's an interesting way of looking at corporations because I hadn't thought about it in that way. Because, um, like you said, like some companies like Facebook, they use that power to manipulate people. Like you mentioned, like the subliminal messages to get politicians to do a certain way, and that's how you can kind of. I mean, there's a lot of good things about Facebook, but there's also that dark side of power and manipulation that corporations do uh, but equally there are the other side and i guess going back to like where we work like at the end of the day it's harmless right it's just storing a bit of data in the database like that's at the core of what we do um so it's interesting how you have thought about where you i guess decide to spend your time and to kind of make that money in the in the overall kind of economy and like the different corporations there are which i love and i think you did touch on this idea around you know making um money for like the future and stuff and i know that you recently got a new flat so congrats to you and like you're such an inspiration because even for the saving up side of things like i know that was a huge thing for you i've learned quite a lot from you from like the saving up world and i I honestly admire your like self-discipline in that world because i think you had a clear goal of like getting a place to like you know move out and stuff and you've done it and you've got a place in london which is like 
what a lot of people say they want to do, but then they don't actually go out and do it. But uh, before we kind of move on, I just want to kind of get your kind of motivation and also maybe some tips around how you manage to do that. And, and how do you, how, what advice would you give someone who's wanting, to, who keeps saying like they, they, um, they want to save up for something like this, but they don't. I'm asking for a friend, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I tip number one, be born into a middle-class white family. I mean, um, no, that's a yeah, yeah, like, I think, yeah, no, absolutely is. And, and I, I really re- resent like a lot of the fitspos who kind of come out and say, Oh, look how I did this. And they don't acknowledge the massive step up they had. Like I, my, my big step ups where I born to a family where dad what like my dad works in the corporate world already so he, he's getting that corporate cash mm. um and the second thing that we live in a commutable distance to london mm. um which which i know is a is a huge thing so you london's where the money is so if you can live at home rent free is is really important and i think the, the third one is i don't have any responsibilities at home mm. so a lot of people when they start in graduate jobs and they start getting London salary will want to help their family. I, I didn't have to do that. So I was very lucky to do that. Um, but in terms of tips, I think it's put your money and your savings where you can't really get it. Mm. So if you like, if you're like putting out your, and you say, right, I want to live in, but I want to buy a house wherever it is in two years time. There are, savings options where you can put your money away and you can't get it back out mm. so the thing like when you look at the the stuff like monzo are providing around our oh, easy access savings like you can put it in a pot or whatever and save up the problem is is, is the the beauty of it in the usp is that it's there and it's easy to get to yeah. um so what i do is i i had you can get like one year two year fixed ices where you can fill your icer up you you're in the interest is tax-free um and you and you pay penalties for withdrawing it so, mm. so if you're like I, i'm not calling anyone out here but if you're like i want to treat myself to a nice handbag if you if, if you if you if you get that money in from your paycheck and the same day you put it into a locked account mm. you can't get to it so um and i think that's it and it, it's and one of my big things is doing the 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 best thing for the least effort it's something like I apply I'm interested in like nutrition and stuff and it's do the most for the for the least effort. So so if you know that you're gonna struggle, like you're trying to save up for a house, but that doesn't mean you have to live like the most frugal lifestyle. Like you can still go out. Um, but it's just finding ways to to alleviate the feeling that you're saving up in the cheapest way possible. Mm. So so for me it's it's like takeaways are probably were probably my biggest thing so i'd save up but i'd, I'd still go for like a couple of pints then maybe a kfc afterwards yeah. that's fine um and i might do one holiday a year yeah but every everything else that like i get my paycheck and i'd be like of, of the disposable part of it i'd put 70 percent away straight away and when it's not in my current account and i can't see it that money's not real anymore mm it's kind of like taxes and it? it's like it goes and it's like oh it goes but then you know that deep down it's for your future plans right which is exactly what you've done and I think I mean firstly I'm glad that you recognize the fact that you were <laughs> you born in like a middle class privileged family because I think you know that awareness is good to recognize as well and you know not everyone might 
you know be be lucky enough or privileged enough to say that but you know you put your hand up and saying hey I am you know I did and I'm, I'm glad that I got to do that because at the end of the day you are going to have to lean on your family for these kind of times right so and that's the first thing but beyond just that as well like you said like you were constantly aware of like getting into that habit of putting it away as soon as you see it right which is like something that like um which is something that a lot of people um kind of struggle with so yeah i think that's something i'm kind of practicing as well and like i am kind of getting into a habit at the moment and i think like yeah for people listening as well like everyone wants to save up right everyone wants to get a house eventually hopefully and like because that's the normal next step in our lives and it's hard right it's not it's not a neat it's not cheap or an easy thing um but i think the little things that you do today is going to help you in the future and i think what you said around what's the best thing for me i can do for the least effort i think that's kind of like fundamental in everything that we do because we're lazy people like human beings are lazy we always try and find the most convenient way like the, the things that take the least effort and i love how you touched on the nutrition side of things as well because fitness is another thing that people you know struggle with like you know i'm putting my hand up and saying that and i need to kind of take that serious and stuff but yeah i think it's like those kind of awareness and these are the reminders that we need and and yeah i mean like you've kind of like nailed that kind of stuff isn't it (laughs) yeah i think it's 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 my like motto to for everything is is and self-development the same is like what's the what's the the minimum thing I can do that maintains my like optimum mental health. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not one for huge goals that I probably won't meet. I'm not one for trying to change my entire life in, in like on, on a whim of like, all right, this is the way I need to develop now. It's Mm. all about what's, what's a little thing that I can add that makes me a little bit better or makes me a little bit stronger or makes me lose weight a little bit, a Mm. little bit better um and finding the right balance of those things um to to, to get me there slowly because i think if, if as, as a, a lot of our generation are where we want so much so fast and we're, we're so keen to get ahead that we put so much pressure on ourselves to to do it to do those things and when we don't do them it kind of has a worse effect than but we're setting ourselves up to fail because we're shooting for the for the moon and if we only get a little bit, if we only get a little bit of the way and we're like, oh, you know, damn it, like I didn't get it. And it kind of puts you down. Whereas if you said, like t- today, what's one thing that I'm doing? So one thing I'm trying to do at the minute is I, obviously a lot of us have fallen out of the gym. Mm. So I'm trying to get back into the gym when they reopen in July. So for me, the little step is right. Let's just plan the first four weeks. I'm not going to plan my super end fitness like six pack ripped tanned body because that's never gonna happen because i like dominoes too much and i'm pasty af um but it's like i can can do four weeks like i can give my i can plan four weeks i can promise myself four weeks and then at the end of four weeks maybe i'll be in a position to do the next six weeks Mm, exactly i think the key kind of message there is like set goals but be realistic as well right because like you mentioned you don't want to set goal that is completely unrealistic and as a result you actually end up feeling more down about it because it's like i'm not seeing progress i'm not doing much but it's like like you said around what can you do today that is eventually going to help you get there right and i think that's the thing with any form of development it's not going to happen overnight i think first is having the awareness that okay i need to work on this or work in that field and what can you do today and i think yeah it's an ongoing thing because if it wasn't then it's like you know you're never going to 
reach an optimum state like that's like you know i've got everything i want because i think it's like an ongoing thing isn't it yeah yeah and it's not it's thinking like what can what can i do and what what is part of me like mm-hmm. i see a lot of people um try to try to like fundamentally change who they are and it's no it's not for a bad thing like it's not because they're they're bad or they're they're trying to change but they, they set goals that are like wildly out there and, and they don't have an understanding of of who they are and how they function as a person like i think one of the things i've I've managed to do in the last probably two or three years is i figured out who who i am and, and how i tick like it's like you think we you understand how other people say but i i know when i'm going to have a really bad day i know when i wake up or i like i've become self-aware of like i'm i'm having a really crap afternoon um and and it's knowing those kind of things to say right i'm having a rubbish day what are the steps i take where i might go to bed feeling like i've had a better day or or i I know i'm not going to hit my goals for this week because something's going on in the background how do i recover so i don't feel like an idiot or a failure um and you can apply that to like your if it's your development goals if it's at work it's coming up with those self-care systems to help you reset and that's something i'm really big on um is being aware of where where you're trying to go but what more importantly is is how you're feeling and how you work around how you're feeling yeah it's not something we do enough it's like acknowledge like there's so much pressure on social media to be like putting out that positive image Mm. and be happy and perfect but how acknowledging how you're feeling and how you react to things and then having plans to continue to make progress through that is is really important yeah definitely i think that's such a good way of kind of rounding off like you know what kind of drives you and i think you started off by talking about you know your key desires and then like you shared your tips but i think at the end of the day it's all about knowing you as an individual what works for you might not work for me and vice versa but it's recognizing you know who you are as an individual what are my trigger points what sets me off and also i think what you said around learning to adapt according to your feelings so if you know that you're not having a good day you're not going to set your goal to be like i'm going to be so productive because physically and mentally you're not feeling productive you can't force those things but i think it's like do you know that friends episode where you like pivot like the pivot or I'm like yeah, yeah. Kind of pivoting your day according to okay okay i might not be doing you know 5k or i might not want to read a book but it's like what can i do today maybe i'll talk to my mum because that makes me that puts me in a good mood or maybe i'll you know watch a bit of netflix and stuff so i think it's like finding those things that will make you it's once again i think the key takeaway is the baby steps that you can do on a date like a day-to-day basis but also in a in a holistic point of view right yeah yeah it's like self-care is important i love that yeah i don't want people to listen to this and be like oh if if james can get a a flat in london that's like a realistic goal for me yeah that's not I mean, it's the same with all like, your podcasts. Like, you, if people listen to every one of the podcasts. If you aim to take up, even if you just learn a different perspective on something, you don't, for someone else's perspective, you don't have to do what they do or like follow them completely. It's take some of their learning. Think, does this apply to me? How can I apply this to like my journey knowing me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't, just, you know, add it to your journey. I don't know. I've lost my point now. Yeah, definitely. You know, self-development Sundays, woo! that's a good segue to to the next question because uh you know that was just one question yamis <laughs> but my, i think like now that we've kind of understood that your key driver and you know what made you who you are and you start 
sharing things that has worked for you in the past. Um, my second question is actually understanding, you know, was there like one event in your life or an experience or something that you did, which kind of pretty much shaped you to be who you are today? So, you know, that could be when you were younger or like, you know, more recently where it's like, oh my God, if that didn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I am today. What's the first thing that comes in your mind? Um, it's not a big one. It's, it's a little one. So I think I, I kind of, I'm all, I've always coasted through life like I'm because of where I've come from and like I've always managed to to be just good enough like I was intelligent enough to get through my GCSEs I was intelligent enough to get through my A-levels I don't think I had to kill myself for either of my degrees maybe my third one a little bit but when I got into work I think I was probably still just figuring out who I was kind of and then I had one one instance with a particular customer and I didn't really like the customer and, and they were difficult to work with. Um, and, I, and I didn't really get the point of why I had to spend my time working with them because they, they were just such a, a pain. Um, and, it, and it came to a point where we, we knew the customer were, were, were going to leave. Like they've been saying that before I started working with them. So I'd kind of switched off. Um, but there came to a relationship point where Actually, we might be able to salvage some of it. And the question came in from the customer saying, or the question came in from someone on our team saying, have you done everything that you could have done to help them? Because the customer is saying that, that they're not impressed and, and we could save some here, but you've not, but they've not really felt the love. And, and, and that hit me thinking, actually, you know what? I haven't done everything I could have done to help them. I haven't given them... Mm -hmm even the, the basic level of, of attention. Uh, and I think that was when, that was probably the, the moment when I realized, shit, in, in this environment that I've now found myself in, you've always got to keep going and you've always got to do at least something for someone. Um, and that's probably something that's really shaped me for the last, and that was probably two and a bit years ago now. So, mm -hmm. so now it doesn't matter what I think or what I'm feeling, I always have to do take that into any interaction at work or in my personal life is I always have to do something to say so if it if there is a chance for things to change or if it comes back to it I can say you know what I actually did did something and it was probably mm -hmm. the first time in my life where I was caught out and I was like oh shit I've actually messed up here yeah. <laughs> which I had managed to avoid yeah, because it's so funny because it's that one question that, in a way, it's like, you know, in movies where you like have like a riff, you, like you, your whole life flashes in front of your eyes kind of thing, doesn't it? Because, like you said, it's like when that per like the person asked you, you know, have you done everything you could? Like, that is such a, it, obviously, it wasn't that specific scenario, but if you apply it in your life, it's like, whoa, have I actually? And I think, like you said, You'd, al you'd always kind of floated through life. It's like, oh, might as well go to school, might as well go to uni. I mean, like, you went to uni, you did your master's, right? So you, you clearly, like, worked hard. But, it, like, it was more like you were kind of going with the wind. But I think it's clear that when he asked you that question, it made you realise, actually, have I given my all? And I think there's an underlying kind of message here, which is all around, like, your true potential in a way. It's like, are you, are you operating in... 60% your whole life when you know there's 40% that you haven't maxed out and I think that little encounter clearly made you think actually can I do more here so I think in a way it kind of gave you that spark of kind of motivation without realizing in a way right that's what I take away from yeah. that story uh, yeah I think that it was probably like the start of my realizing that I might have to keep working on myself obviously mm -hmm. I, got, I got my my degrees 
and it, and it wasn't that I worked hard, but it just kind of, it, you're right, it, it just came to me a little bit. And I mm. realized, and that moment made me realize that I have to keep going with developing and learning because, because I've made a judgment to not help them, but that judgment was wrong. So you know what, mm. actually maybe my, my instincts sometimes are wrong. Whereas before mm. I hadn't really had to face a real life failure like I'd, I'd never failed a module at uni or I never failed um like everything I wanted to do sporting wise I'd not really ever come up horrendously rubbish but in that moment I was like I've let my team down mm. because my judgment was wrong so I mm. need to keep reassessing and relearning and, and expanding my ability to make the right decision which at that point I, I hadn't made the right decision yeah i love that because i think you're right like we think that our learning stops after uni because it's like a tick box exercise right yeah we've gone uni we've got a job we're sorted for life but actually the more like development actually happens i think post uni where you are faced with this life situation and like i think once again like you said it's like finding yourself i mean i didn't want to use that word but it's like yeah you did right you, you figured out like life isn't always going to be easy or like I'm not always going to be right and I think that it's a hard pill to swallow in a way because up until now like you said you'd never failed you hadn't tasted failure I I first tasted failure when I failed admin to honor <laughs> you failed that I, I did yeah, that, it was me and Cammy like, <laughs> we, we, we went together and I don't know why we got too cocky and we we're like I still remember to this day, but you know what? I'm glad both of us failed because it, it would suck if only one of us failed because it's like one person would want to celebrate, the other one's like, Dan, but then we're like, do you know, this p puts peace of mind when you know both of you failed. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of a detour. But yeah, I think like going back to kind of like your story as well, like you mentioned, it was the first time you were like, it, because of my doing and because of something that was under my control, like it, it, it kind of resulted in the situation and like you came to that realization right um and i think yeah i guess from moving on from that situation have you applied that learning in 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 your future kind of encounters and like your life in general after that event happened yeah i think it was it, it was first always like i've got to i've got to always try and the second thing was i've got to kind of open myself up to, to question myself a bit more and I, what I said before about it is, is the little bits is it's not is I, I had to realize very quickly that I'm so at the start of my career like we're going to be working for 40 years or whatever from when, from when we started um there's no need to rush things and no. and it's setting yourself little and I, and I have these conversations with my managers and, and they're, they're quite good at checking me back and saying you you want so much so fast sometimes you've got to just sit back and think actually what's my next little step so mm. it's from from that from that moment it was right make sure i've always covered covered my ass and i've <laughs> i've given something to the customer and then it's yeah. i'm only year four of full-time employment so so for the next two or three years what are the what are the little skills i want to add to myself and knowing my knowing myself what's possible to add in that time where you're not gonna you're not gonna kill yourself so mm. so my like development goal is is quite broad in that it's like I want to pick up some more consulting skills but in acknowledging that it's a broad topic it's I'm going to pick up a little something here I'm going to pick up a little something there and I'm not going to I'm not going to start calling myself like a mad mad time consultant at the end of it but I'm going to be closer to being that than I was at, at the start yeah 
and I'm glad that you came to that realization, right? Because in a way, you kind of let your ego aside because your ego would have been like, you know, I want the, the things now. And like, you know, I, I want everything now. And who, do, who are they to tell me what I want in my life? But I think, like you said, it's like you were kind of vulnerable enough to question yourself and question your own motives and come to that realization. And, you know, that's the best way to develop once again, because you're right, we haven't figured everything out. Like, we're, if any anything we're only beginning right um but it's yeah. at the end of the day it's it's having that openness and having that awareness to say actually yes i need i do need to work on this and going back to what you said earlier it's not about shooting for the stars because you know you won't see progress and then you will get demotivated but i think it's more around what can i do today um that it that you know I, that my future self is going to thank me um and also it's a book that I'm reading at the moment. It's all about like focusing in the, in the present moment and do, doing what you can to do your best ability today. Right. And that I think goes back to what you said about the little kind of progress. Yeah. Yeah. Completely right. Just do, do, do a little something, get a little bit better and don't worry. Don't worry about it. Just be chill. Right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I think, no, that is, that is very true. I think a lot of people, I think sometimes, yeah, it is taking that your own advice as well. Right. Cause when things get busy, you know, like you mentioned, when you have grumpy customers, you might want to kind of react and, and, and lash out. But in the grand scheme of things, is that really going to matter in five years time or, you know, even in, no, in yeah. the next five years? So it's not that deep. I think that's the key takeaway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes it's just okay to keep your head above water. And if you need mm. to do that for like a year, do it. Like, cause you'll be better just afterwards. Good. Just, yeah. <laughs> Like we, we've all got a bit of like, I think we all had a bit of imposter syndrome when we started, wasn't it? Where we were like, oh, yeah. I, and, and it's okay to like wait with that and you will come out of it at some point, but don't, don't like add to your misery by worrying that you're struggling. Like oh, everyone yeah. is struggling. With it. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I think that's very true um, because a lot of the people have that. Am I good enough? like you know who am I to tell them these things and I think we have it more because of the lack of experience we have in the workplace but at the same time like but like you mentioned people who've been in the industry for 10-15 years have those same questions um but rather than trying to fight it it's just accepting that yeah maybe I don't know everything and kind of like uh, taking yeah. it lightheartedly. it's not that deep like no one's gonna like you know question you and stuff it's like if as long as you don't take yourself seriously I think life's fun <laughs> Just, yeah, just, man, there's, there's these dinosaurs out there that and they know so much more than we do, but it's, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Exactly. Yeah, cool. I mean, amazing. So, I guess, like that, um, like the podcast, you know, in the beginning, it's all about the ordinary tale side, which is all around, you know, we've got to know who Yamis is and like what drives you, and also the kind of things you've applied in your life in the recent years. Um, but also from like you know your own kind of personal kind of exploration side of things and coming to these realizations around yes uh, you know it's not about just being good enough I want to do more and and I think these are the kind of learnings that you've had in your life which you're going to take on in the future um and to really kind of get to know you and your kind of humble beginnings your ordinary tales and I think the next part of the podcast is all around the extraordinary dreams part which is all around the future um I, I mean like everyone I've interviewed I know that we're going to go on to do amazing things and we've all kind of we're all lucky to kind of get a head start with where we are and like all the privilege and, and opportunities we have and I think I keep saying you know it's just the beginning so I guess looking at your kind of dreams and your future and stuff I want to ask you this one question and we can maybe like talk through it as we go but I want to ask Yamis like what do you want your legacy to be 
<laughs> oh damn I always used to say for myself when I was younger when I thought I was like a big big time hotshot was like I, I always wanted to I always wanted to like change the world in some way and then mm. as, as I've got older like my world what I mean by world has shrunk this is coming across really like proper like prof, prof, profound but it's not it's just like kind of I was like oh yeah I've always wanted to make the world like I wanted to be a politician, like I wanted to, you know, influence loads of people's lives. But then like your, your world does shrink. Like you get old, you get older and you realize how big the world is and how small you really, really are. And mm. I think I, I just, I want my legacy to, I really want to retire early. Like I want to be financially stable enough to, to not have to work or not retire early. I want to be able to work a job that I really love, which might mm. not give me as much money as early as possible. I, I want to have that passion job, like whether it's working for a charity um, or like whether it's working in a gym, like where you're not, you're not paid like we are now, but it's because it's what I'm passionate about. And I want to do that as early as possible. Uh, I yeah, I mean, about, like, you can go back to Mr. Turtle. Save the turtles. Yeah. yeah like, like, <laughs> I want to sack off. I want to have my kids, kids get old enough. They go to uni or whatever. And I'll go back to Bali and just run a turtle mm. sanctuary. <laughs> and, and live off my accumulated wealth from my career um mm. now i like i talked to talk to my boss's boss today about what i want to want to do in my career and, and in my career it's i want to be like a, i call it a people developer not a person manager because people think the only way to get like the higher up you go the ladder you've got to be a like a manager mm. but my like the bit that makes my soul sing is like working with people and helping them get better and making their jobs better. Cause we spend like a third of our, like probably people spend half of their day thinking about work, going to work, doing work. So if I can make the people that work for me have a better time in those 12 hours, like that's what I want to, that's what I want to do. Like that's what I get joy. So I want, I want my legacy to be like a rich sugar daddy. that's got <laughs> like some wealthy white ass kids uh, they don't have to worry about anything um, yeah. that retires early, but, but like for in my career, like helped, helped other people have more fun at work. Mm, I love that. I mean, that, I mean, like, that's so funny because legacy is such a deep topic and then you ended off by saying, I want to be a rich sugar daddy. I mean, like if that's not your legacy. <laughs> not like a sugar daddy for my honeys. Like I've got my honey my honey is fine. You've got, um, you've got your but you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I know. Exactly. Ultimately, I, I want to be the dad that pulls up to pick his kids up from school in a nice car, and the other mums are all like, for check out, check out, like whatever my kids call dad. Like, he's a hot yeah. daddy. That's it. Yeah. That's why. I, I love that. I mean, that's a, that's a solid goal, that. <laughs> to get your um, kids, um, peers' mums swooning over you. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a valid goal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's interesting because you know i think like this idea around changing the world is a lot of uh, motivation for a lot of us like our age because yes we you know go to uni we get a job and then i think we kind of we're constantly like searching for that next thing is like, what's going to actually you know resonate with us and what we're going to give back and i think yeah because you come from a politician you, you studied politics in in uni and i didn't know that that was the reason but i think you know i can it makes sense now because you know when you were like you said you were a hot shot you thought that you could change the world i mean you still can right like in, in your own way but i think like you mentioned the world view changes as we grow up as well because we realize 
how the world works and like there's yeah. a lot of corruption with this stuff right? yeah because like when i was at the world i was like the general population but now my world is my family my girlfriend oh. like my local my company my local community and my, my rugby club or whatever like that's my world now so if i can if i can help my parents out not that they'll need it but like if i can like support my family if i can support my kids if i can mm give a little like do a little bit of volunteering like that's changing what my world is now um that's so interesting isn't it your perception i never thought about it in that way because the world when you think the world it's like the whole world like planet earth but then like you mentioned as you grow up your view of the world changes right and you're right like at the end of the day what sticks by you for the rest of your life is your core family and and and, you know your, your little bubble and like that's all you need right that's all you need to be happy and content yeah like if, if i die and my family love me and they're okay like that's all the legacy i like need to leave really mm-hmm. like, i don't yeah I, I don't think i've got any more broad ambitions than that also if i die and i'm still shredded like if i'm still a big guy <laughs> <laughs> like, if, they try never... to, like, yeah, if they try that's to pick my coffin up and they're like fuck this guy's heavy like <laughs> and then like your soul from like heaven would be like yeah that's the soul yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get that, that is kind of depressing isn't it i want a big ass coffin for my big ass shredded body when i pass away <laughs> i love that yeah. um it's yeah. gonna be a lot of ash for them to scatter like because yeah. it's gonna be a big old uh godzilla Yamas, a box for each quad. (laughs) Yeah, for your ashes, like you have a different box for each quad. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, we we had to cut his body in half if we made him. (laughs) You should be in the oven, like one way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, only only we could talk about something like death and turning into a joke in it. (laughs) I love that, but yeah. exactly i think that gives a good summary into your legacy and i think like i love how you started off with you know like your big vision when you were a kid but then like i think the key theme of the whole conversation is like being realistic as well (laughs) and i think yes like it's good to dream big because you know there's nothing to stop you but at the same time be realistic as well so that you don't um you know you don't get disappointed and all of that um and then yeah you, you kind of mentioned it from a career point of view and be, being that people developer i think that's like your trait and like you know you've done coaching stuff and coaching sessions and i think you know i know that you like kind of giving back in that aspect as well so i'm sure that you know that career and that path is the right thing for you and the more kind of you grow and develop and even sharing these stories i'm sure that will definitely help people out there and to kind of inspire them and do your bit yeah yeah hit me up on insta like at james av cannon five yeah plug um but yeah i guess like the final kind of question from my side and like you know my i think i mentioned in the email as well was like any recommendations because um um the, like, in terms of self-development you know people develop through you know books and like you know podcasts and movies and things and inspiration from a lot of different ways um but if there was one kind of thing that sticks out to you from your own development like which kind of really worked for you it could be a quote it could be something that you want to share it's like oh my god like if you know that didn't i didn't hear that or i didn't read that like you know i don't know what i do kind of thing so is there like anything that kind of pops in your mind that like, you could throw one or two in there like in terms of any self-development recommendations 
Yeah, um, it's like a statement. So this is where I look into the camera and I'm talking to the, the listener directly, which doesn't really translate my podcast. But it's like you're you're doing okay. Like yeah. you, you you don't feel that you're not doing enough. Like you are doing as much as you can do right now. Like mm. if you are the laziest person in the world and you're doing nothing, like that's okay because in this minute that's who you are, and like mm. you will get there, and it's okay. And don't you don't have to be your vision of amazing like you're you're doing okay and once I realized that like I, I am who I am and I'm going to do my best and if I'm not and it's kind of <laughs> like a logical statement if I if I'm not doing my best right now it doesn't matter because in that minute of being me I couldn't do it but I was doing in every minute yeah. the best I could and like yeah. you are like doing mind, the best you can mind trick isn't it it's like <laughs> yeah yeah like if I was this motivated person, I'd go out and like run ten miles. But in this like very moment, I cannot be asked, so I don't have to worry <laughs> that I didn't run ten miles because it was me that couldn't do it. You're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, you're doing fine, bro. <laughs> no, I love that, and I think that is so true in any anything, right? Because like you mentioned earlier on, like we're all very impatient. We're very you know high achiever. We want success now um there's always constant chasing like you're always comparing there's FOMO and like there's always like you just feel like you're not enough but I think that statement around you know you're doing okay is such a reassuring like kind of hug like from me to me kind of thing and and I think sometimes especially with everything that's happened happening in the world at the moment with COVID and the, like the Black Lives Matter movement like we we think that we're not doing enough um or you know we could do more but I think yeah like it's just recognizing that you're fine you're doing okay and I love that I love that it's so simple isn't it yeah yeah and I, and I think like the, the you bring out like the black lives matter and that's probably one area where it's as a white person you're probably not doing okay like you're probably you probably yeah. might need to like check check yourself and but it's not a big deal, not to, a big like, deal to like sit and think, sit about, and think about the way you're, the way thinking. you're thinking and if you're because a lot of people I know, they, they won't, and especially this is probably for older people than younger people, but like you probably are exhibiting some microaggressions and you probably do have an incorrect way of thinking that you need to check. And mm. that's one area I'd say like, you know, that's your decency as a human being. That's not your self-development. So like check, try and be more aware. Like I certainly went through that period like five or six years ago where I started to to unpick the way I behaved and the way I thought. But like definitely if you're listening and you and you think black lives matters protest is silly or ridiculous you don't understand it like you're not understanding it and you should go and check it out mm, that's it right checking yourself and i think we as individuals like we'll never understand exactly what they're going through and you know but i think what we can do is just checking ourselves like once again going back to our behavior how, what kind of behavior we do in an exhibit but also to come a full loop what behavior do we want to pass on to our kids right what kind of um things you want to pass on that is going to kind of change a better future for our kids and I think one thing I know this is a whole kind of tangent we can go on but I think I definitely see progress you know if I compare like from the people that have spoken up as well compared you know if there's elderly people people our generation a lot of people our generation no matter who you are are voicing about these things we're more vocal we I think we understand it from a more empathetic way so if anything change isn't going to happen overnight but we are headed towards the right way and I think our duty is to decide what kind of things we're going to pass on to our kids, right? And what, once again, what is the right thing to do 
for the people around us and our society so yeah 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 it's not it's it's like that difference between you might not be racist but are you anti-racist like mm. uh, and it's about like passing on to kids but also your friendship group like if you've got someone in your friendship group who who says something that's questionable it's calling them out on it and being like you need to reassess the thing you say because that's wrong and it's exactly. being like vocally and, and obviously like for, for me I'm at the, the top of the social tree so it's more important for me to recognize these things and call them mm. out and because obviously like you yourself are a, a non-white woman so like you're not ticking two of those boxes so right. it's the same as like you there are things that happen to women that don't happen to me that I've got to check as well and and like mm. support and and be the voice of reason because for whatever reason people might listen to a white man more than they might listen to like a, a black woman um and that's wrong but if I mm. if I can use my position of privilege to call people out and help correct people's thinking then then that's what I've got to do and that's the start of my journey of being a like a positive ally to my like to my female to my BME to my like all these other people that are my friends uh, that don't have the same privilege as me exactly yeah I think that's such a good way to kind of round off and end and end as well because I know that we talked about you know in the beginning like even when you talked about getting your flat you talked about the fact that you have privilege and I think a lot of the people are actually having to get enforced to look at this top term around privilege right what does that actually mean because it's not about privilege meaning that you know everyone's kind of rich it's like actually recognizing some things that you didn't have to go through that other people had and like you mentioned it's actually being aware of it and and you are willing to kind of understand them and checking yourself and more importantly calling out things that isn't right with you so i mean from your point of view like being a white male person like you know you can kind of be there and not be associated with what's going on in the world but like you said it's like how can i become that positive ally support other people and also kind of lead with empathy to kind of get their point of view so yeah thank you for kind of voicing that and also to a lot of people i think there's this whole topic like makes it sound like it's blacks versus whites and all the white people are evil but no i think like you are that one voice i know that you're just one person but that one voice is like no it's not like that it's in an individual point of view and i think we need more people like you to kind of voice about voice this topic and to kind of build awareness that no not everyone's like that you know and i think once yeah. again the key message is speaking up and 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 showing and sharing what you believe in yeah speak up and show out like cool drops mic but no thank you so much for that and i think that rounds up the the podcast firstly i want to say a huge thank you for you just coming on and also like being vulnerable and sharing your tips i mean like just to do a little summary like we started off from your ordinary tales and you know how you want to everything that you do is for your future kids like you want them to have a good life and recognize the good things that you had got from your parents and you want your kids to kind of learn that as well and then we started talking about you know um some of the tips that works for you and and from a like a saving up point of view and like health and all of that and then we also started looking at the thing that made you question your previous way of thinking you know this idea around floating through life versus you know pushing yourself for that high potential um to, to really do what you can from your point of view and then we touched on legacy and apart from the fact that you want to be a sugar daddy for 
<laughs> for your future uh, as a future goal I think you touched on this idea around changing the world but also what that world means but like you said being financially stable and then finally finding that one thing that you're passionate about which might not be your main income but you do it for fun right whether it's yeah. a charity or being a people developer and I have no doubt that you will do that and I'm excited to see you know where you will go in the journey and I've also told everyone that I want to do like a 10-year reunion to like look back at this conversation and also do like a reflection on yes like we have done it and kind of like have that journey kind of thing so yeah I just want to say a huge thank you for being on the podcast but also like being my friend and like always supporting me and also sharing your voice because I'm sure that you know this is going to help someone out there so thank you for your time thank you for having me and I will uh definitely we can go to spoons for a few pictures or something when when the world goes back to normal of course we have to classic spoons (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah can't go wrong right all right thanks abbas and yeah we'll catch up soon speak to you soon thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast hope you guys found it as enjoyable as i did recording it and if you want to share some feedback or show some support feel free to follow me on at self sundays with a double s on instagram and i look forward to catching you same time next week thank you bye